Welcome back, everybody, to Hope Anchors. I'm Sean. And I'm Johnny. And together, we want to share the hope that anchors the very core of who we are to all that Jesus is. Hebrews 6.19 says that we have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. Yes, it does, brother. Mm-hmm. Well, welcome back, everybody. Um, we are going to continue in our series called To Live live is Christ. Christ. I don't know how many times I'll get that wrong (laughs) and keep having to edit things out, but uh, I got it right there. Um, And we are taking a really good look at Paul's letter uh, that he wrote to the people in Philippi. Uh, Today, uh, we're going to get into chapter three. So uh, if you it were, still amazes me with as much as we've, you know, uh, and I, I, I've, you know, still have been doing some planning because I've got a few, a few more talks to give on on Philippians, but it, it literally feels like the the letter that Paul writes to the Philippians is twenty to thirty chapters long, and it's just four, but it is so thick with some some absolutely amazing truth, and there will be things in here you go, oh, I don't remember reading that. But then there are other things that's like, oh, wow, yeah, I've heard that one before. When, when we've got into this letter, and it's really kind of interesting to me how, if you've read other letters from Paul, how this one also ties, it ties into everything that he has written, you know, uh, in his other letters uh, to everybody else. Because there's certain things that he gets into here that even kind of hints about him in other letters, uh, mm. especially the encouragement and all that good stuff. But there are some things that he writes that really starts to make sense on who Paul is mm-hmm. and his struggles and his past that he's had to get into. And we'll get into more about his past later on. Uh, matter of fact, in our next episode, as we continue in chapter three, but even in this chapter here, he, he even brings up who he was as Saul. Mm-hmm. And we'll get into that and all the things that he talks about here. And this is just a great warning to those that he talked to, you know, that of these people in Philippi, but he's also giving us the exact same warning today. Mm-hmm. And, and we'll get into how easily people want to distract us from who Jesus truly is and how they want to take our focus off of him and really put it towards other things. You know, mm-hmm. what is the prize at the end uh, that we're, why we do all of this and, yeah. you know, our own motivation. So, yeah, I was thinking, especially in light of what Paul is, is sharing here that uh, uh, just yesterday, my, my daughter had called me with some car issues and usually I've been able to, you know, kind of drop everything and be able to, even if it's just simply taking a phone call and giving my opinion, uh, but I just I I was very very uh, distracted uh, and uh, a bit overwhelmed with what I've been doing, and I couldn't focus on her. And uh, that's one of the first times, and she's 26 years old. One of the first times where I haven't been able to focus on on her, and and it was it just made me realize that you know there are these things can come up in our lives that can distract us from what's truly important. Mm-hmm. And I think what what's driving Paul crazy here is that there are people who are they're distracting from what is truly important in the lives of those from other nations that are coming to faith in Jesus. Yeah. And they're taking their own traditions. It's about as ridiculous as some practices. And this was decades ago when missionaries would go to different lands and they were literally shipping organs 
and I'm talking, I'm not talking like hearts, stomachs, that kind of thing, shipping oh. the musical instrument in Oregon because they wanted to be able to play, you know, hymns with these, uh, you know, people in other nations when that's not their normal way of writing music. Hmm. And so, you know, a lot of times we think, especially if it's meaningful to us, that, that if, if there is a way in which God has spoken to us, it's just a different way. It's just a different method. Sometimes we get so wrapped up in the method that we we think that we have to use the same method and other people have to use the same method when it comes to the message. But here people were distracting Jesus followers from other nations because of their own traditions. And here Paul, you know, known as one of the leaders, possibly uh, a member of the Jewish Supreme Court, the Sanhedrin, when he was a young leader by the name of Saul, that here he was steeped in those traditions and he has become the voice for those Jesus followers who didn't grow up in his traditions to say, listen, there is something you do need. You do need faith in Christ. You do need Jesus, but Jesus is what you need you don't need all these distractions and these traditions tacked on to this simple, pure love for Jesus Christ. That is the key to this whole uh, of being a believer. Truly, is we can go back into the you know the first testament where all God ever asked you to do was to obey Him and love Him. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all God ever wanted us to do. But then it was the people that wanted, give, give me more guidelines. Got to give me more guidelines so I know how to follow you. And so, okay, fine. Here's your Ten Commandments. But still, what was the first? To love your God. Mm-hmm. All right. And then to love your neighbor. And you ask Jesus, hey, what's the, two, what's the most important? And Jesus tells you the same thing. Mm-hmm. All the rest of the stuff is just fluff. But we as humans wanted even more. The, the Jewish leaders, after they received those, then they had to come up with, what was it, 600 more laws that they wanted on top of that mm. to make everything work the way that they thought it should work. And if you want your salvation, if you now with these new believers and we have these people that really want you to become, oh, you want to be a follower of Christ? Well, you have to follow all these old laws to become a follower of Christ today. Mm. And yeah, Paul just says, time out here. I used to do that. I know what you're talking about. And I have a great relationship with, with Jesus now. Mm. And guess what? You don't need all that. Mm-hmm. There's none of that is, you know, all the stuff that people are trying to make you do. You don't need that tradition versus relationship, the laws versus a relationship. I think it's really kind of beautiful that Paul just lays this out. I love Paul's writings. <laughs> I just do. He just he tells you what to look for, tells you why to look for them, how to look for things, and and he uses his own personal life as the reference point. Mm-hmm. He doesn't talk about all these other things that's going on, all these other people. Yeah, I know you've read about these people, and I know you've heard about these people, but Paul just says, look, take a look at me. And take a look at my life. Mm -hmm. And I'm the example for the big transformation. Mm. All right. Uh, And I didn't even know Christ. I didn't get to follow him like his his disciples did. Mm. I just 
know about him. Yes, I got to meet him in my days, you know, my travels to Damascus. But Paul has has no shame on who he was mm-hmm. because of who he is today and who he is as he's writing these things. Yeah. So it's just a simple, it really kind of, it is so simple and so basic of what he just tells these people. Hey, you know what? Whatever happens, my dear brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. Hmm. And I know that we did that series um, going, going on a year ago called Joy. Mm-hmm. I will tell you that uh, that those little words right there, rejoice in the Lord, no matter what, rejoice in the Lord. Paul's in prison, and he's telling you to rejoice in the Lord. Mm-hmm. No matter what your circumstances are, rejoice in the Lord. And that's what this whole passage has been about. That's what the book of the Philippians is all about, is to rejoice no matter what your to circumstances are. find joy in him, yeah. He's going to do the same thing in, in chapter 4. He's going to say rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. <laughs> it's, it's going to be a theme. It's just remarkable. And I go back to what you said last year when we did the study uh, on our whole series on joy. There are days where you just, you're struggling to find that joy. Mm-hmm. And um, and you said, you know, there's sometimes, there's days where you might have to fake it till you make it. Mm-hmm. I found myself in that position this past week. And, and it's so true and I think that's where Paul's really trying to get at here and later on in the second half uh, in next week's episode. We'll really talk about that. But Paul just wants us to be aware of if people are asking you to follow tradition versus follow the spirit, be very, very careful of that. And there are some traditions that we need to hang on to. And there's some things that that we have learned from the Bible that's very truthful. You know, I think Jesus even tells us uh, when somebody asked him, you know, about uh, committing adultery, committing murder, and he goes, if you've even thought about these things, you've already done it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, how does that fit into everything that you've ever done in your life? Mm-hmm. Um, you think about it. You're you're guilty. And, and Paul's just simply sitting here. If somebody's going to hold you accountable, wants to hold you accountable for stuff uh, and make you do these certain things, look at their life too. Are they following those things? And that will almost tell you, are they the ones that are the evildoers? Are they the ones that are are just flat out just lying to you? It is amazing to me. You know, Paul is talking about people who are, you know, trying to live uh, for God as much as possible. And yet he calls them dogs, evildoers, mutilators of the flesh. Yeah. <laughs> He's not pulling any punches. No. Uh, but, it, it, you know, that's why you need to be in the word for yourself. Don't just take what someone says. Mm. It could be just a friend or it could be a pastor, teacher, whatever it might be. Um, You have to be in the word for yourself and let the word translate the word. (laughs) Uh, Context is king. And so make sure that, and what I love is, you know, and Paul, again, is an example of this, but when he's traveling around to different areas, he um, got to the area of Berea and, you know, in, in Acts, it talks about the fact that the Bereans were noble than more noble than anybody else because they they tested to make sure that what Paul was saying lined up with Scripture. So, you know, they're reading Scriptures to make sure that what Paul was saying was accurate, was true. You need to make sure that you're doing that with anybody that you're listening to. Yeah. So I really like, and as we get into this, what Paul was saying about um, 
that we rely on what Christ has done for us because we can't rely on anything else. We cannot rely on our own efforts. And that's what he says very next. We put no confidence in human effort. Mm -hmm. There is nothing that you and I, Johnny, can say. There's nothing you and I can do that's going to earn our salvation. That's going to earn our way uh, to, to our heavenly kingdom. There's just nothing that we can do to make that happen. Mm-hmm. And we have to rely on Christ for what he's done. We have to rely on the fact that Christ died on that cross for us, mm-hmm. for us to even have a thought that we can have salvation. And if we don't put our faith in that, and we just think that we can do our own thing, and that's what he's talking about here, the traditions that these people are telling you you have to do it this way to earn your salvation. If you want to go to heaven, you have to do steps A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and just go right down the line. He's saying, no, stop. Mm-hmm. You better look at this. Get into the Word, and you tell me where Jesus says that's the only way. Mm-hmm. The only way that Jesus says is through me. Yeah, That's the only way. And, and he, Paul just like, and, and I love the fact, he's like, you know, he talks about himself here, and this is what I like about Paul. He talks right about himself. He goes, though I could have confidence in my own effort, even uh, you know, if anyone could, because he knows who he was. Mm-hmm. He knows his upbringing. He knows his education. He knows everything that he did. He's got a pl- he's got a wall that's just filled with ribbons, plaques, honors, everything else. His wall is just plastered with all of that stuff that he has accomplished in his life. And he kind of, he just talks all about this. You know, everything that they're saying that you have to do, Paul's done it. Mm-hmm. He's lived that. And yet he calls all of that just trash. Garbage. It means nothing. It means absolutely nothing. And it's so true. This is one of those really famous sayings from Paul. He just he says, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is in faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. I want to know Christ. Yes, the power of his resurrection and the participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death so that somehow attaining to the resurrection of the dead. I mean, this is what Paul wants us to stay focused on is knowing Christ. Yes. Living for Jesus. To live is Christ. Don't let anything or anyone distract you from that. Make sure that Jesus is your focus. I love what uh, Andy Stanley says. He, he talks about the fact that, you know, uh, you know, following Jesus may not necessarily make your life better, but it makes you better at doing life. Mm. You know, it, it, it could be that, you know, what you're going through, maybe it doesn't get better. You know, maybe maybe the cancer does take someone's life. Maybe it takes your life. It could, you know, circumstances that you're going through, it's possible that they may not get better. But knowing Jesus helps you do life better, go through life better, go through those challenging times better. Um, and so Paul is saying, listen, everything that these people were bringing up as a, as they, what they think is important. I used to think that way as well, but now I'm realizing that the most important thing is Jesus. I mean, I think all of us have 
items in our house that, you know, we, we bought at one point and oh, we yeah. thought that they were, you know, they may not necessarily have been extremely valuable, but they're maybe no longer valuable to you. It's like, ah, I, I can do without this. You know, when Michelle and I were, we were making our way from uh, Michigan to, to Indiana and we literally, I, I think we, we purged uh, four or five times in the whole process of selling our home, getting it ready to sell, uh, making the move into a townhouse so that we could, you know, come into Indianapolis and, and start at Hope Church and then uh, when we moved from the town home, I purged some more. We had a dumpster right next to our, our storage garage. <laughs> and uh, but there are some things that, you know, you think, oh, you know, I can't live without that. But then you you realize, OK, what's really important? What are what are those things that I want to take? Then, you know, that has more value value to you than other things. Paul is saying that there are things in life that you think are of value, but the most important when you're comparing these two things, the, you know, these things over here, it's garbage, it's trash, get it out of your life, throw it away, put it in the dumpster. But the one thing that is the most valuable thing is Jesus. It's not a thing. The most valuable thing isn't a thing. It's a person. It's Jesus. And that is where your personal relationship with him comes into play. You have, okay, social media today, you can have over a thousand friends on social media. How many do you really know? Mm-hmm. And how many of those, when you read the post that they put on, is trash, is garbage, and it brings you down. It takes your focus off uh, off God. It takes your focus away from who Jesus is. And sometimes you just have to um, purge. Just purge. <laughs> they call it purging you the do. list. I mean, I'm not a big fan of. I matter of fact, during election times. I don't even go on social media or I know a few people that uh, I've known and I mute them for 30 days Mm -hmm. because I don't even want to see anything that they put on. But you talk about moving and, you know, getting away, getting rid of some things. Just think about that. You have boxes that you have not opened for two years and then you open it up and you go, oh, I really need this. You haven't needed it for two years. What makes you think you need it today? Sometimes you got boxes you haven't opened for 20 years. Yeah. Um, I, just this past year, I've kind of gone, did the, almost the same thing with clothes. Hmm. I went through and it's like, you know, I've got, I've got shirts that I've had and they're still in good shape, but I've had them for 15 years. Mm-hmm. T-shirts that I've had for a long time, but it's like, I don't even wear them anymore. I just keep them just so I can keep them, mm-hmm. just so I can have them. But it's like, you know what? Let somebody else have that. I think they're. And it's just amazing. Yeah. We, we, we hang on to things that we don't need to hang on to. Yeah. Um, and they do become distractions to, we, we lose our focus because, but that's, it's who I, it's, it's almost like I identify more with that stuff than I identify with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And this, uh, I, and this kind of just coming to me about that. That's almost where Paul's going. If you're going to be identified as a follower of Christ, are you being identified because of your relationship and because of who you are, or are you being identified because you're keeping the laws? Mm. You're not having a relationship. You're just keeping the laws. That's not really a Christ follower if you're just keeping the laws. And I think we have that today in a lot of our, uh, there's certain religions out there that you have to follow the law 
and they don't really work on their relationships. I had a, a friend reach out to me this past week and she had a, a question about um, something and I can tell where it comes from and it comes from, you know, uh, a past of living in a religion that was all about, you know, rules and regulations and laws yeah. and that kind of thing. And, you know, it was kind of a general question about, uh, you know, is, is gossip bad if, if it's a, a positive thing? And I'm like, where, I wonder where she's going. I, I'm like, no, I, I think it's just you sharing really great news. I don't know. I can't see it being gossip. And so she she then shared with me what it was all about. I'm not going to say it because it's a fun surprise. Um, but uh, but it was just it was it was interesting because, you know, she was just so worried that she couldn't share this exciting news with somebody because she thought maybe it was gossip and she was sinning and it's like no 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 so it's you know there there are a number of things where you may have to you you may have to really think hard about what now why in the world do i think that this is wrong or this is right you know so you know there are times where it's like oh yeah well this aligns with my faith in christ where i this is something that i shouldn't do anymore but then there are other things where it's it's more about the traditions that maybe you grew up with than it is about the actual relationship with jesus Hmm. i'm in the middle of our study in job and one of the questions that came up this past week was about traditions Hmm. because of job's friends whose thought process was all about you know job doing something wrong and it's because of the did he break a tradition along the way yeah and it had nothing to do with any of that stuff and so tradition was getting in the way you know, I mean, it was almost like their tradition was getting in the way of a relationship with God, mm. where Job could care less about those traditions because they had nothing to do with what he was going through. Yeah, is that the problem with us today? Is you know, uh, is our traditions? You know, is that the problem? Are we so focused on traditions that it's getting in our way of a relationship? Are we able to move forward and bring glory to God because of our actions, because of what we're doing? with God in us. It's God actually doing the work. And that's sometimes, and it was in last week's episode in in our chapters that we were studying where we need to understand it's not our works. It's God work through us. Mm -hmm. If that's what's bringing glory to God, God's just bringing glory to himself through his works. And we're just being a part of it. Mm -hmm. Are we taking credit for something that's really not even ours to take credit for? Yeah. Paul just continues on saying, for God, God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith. Mm -hmm. So are we willing to allow God to work through us? All right. And I want to know Christ. Do you want to know Christ? Do you really want to know who Christ is? How many times, Johnny, can we overemphasize if you want to know Christ, get into the word? Mm Mm-hmm. Get into the Word. We talked about this last episode. Rely on the Word. And the only way you can rely on it and to get to know who Christ is is by digging into your Bible. Yeah. And this is probably, you know, this, the kind of the application of this, of our time together. You know, just want, take a look at your day. Take a look at what you're spending your time on and your energy on. And it's not like you, you can go, okay, well, is my work important? Obviously, it's important. I mean, in the past two days, I've pulled two 13-hour days. So, you know... But I've found that I've been very distracted. Um, I've kind of gone through the motions, getting a, a ton of things done, but it's just been a challenge to to have my mindset right. And 
I need to really focus on that important thing in my life. And that's knowing Jesus Mm -hmm. and making sure that even if I start off a day at four in the morning, that even if I've got to get up a little bit earlier so that I get my mind right before I start that day, um, that is the all important thing to do because I need to focus on Jesus as I'm going through my day so that I, you know, as I'm interacting with people and I'll, I'll interact with hundreds of people in any given day, but that those interactions can be really positive experiences for them because of my relationship with Jesus. Yeah. In our next episode, we're going to talk about pressing toward God, hmm. all right, pressing toward the goal. We're going to take a look at what Paul's saying here because too many times we get stuck in our past and things happen where we have a hard time moving forward in our day. And, and there's things that just kind of gets into us that's, that takes our focus away from having that, that right conversation, saying the right words, you know, allowing God to speak through us and to work through us because of what's happened in our past. And Paul's going to talk about pressing forward, no matter what, press forward. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to that because as things happen, in my own personal life, I understand what Paul's really trying to get at in this. Mm. So, so you know what, folks, we just we we really hope that you understand where Paul is coming from all of this because he's really trying to get us to look at our circumstances, where we're living at right now. What is your day like today? Uh, what is the church family that you're surrounding yourself with? Are you in a small group to where you can have open discussions? Are you getting into the Word and really working on your personal relationship with God? We really encourage you not to rely on anybody else. Don't rely on this podcast to be your go-to, you know, answer-all-questions thing because Johnny and I are just two simple people mm-hmm. that love God, love our Lord Jesus, and we're just telling you really what we are reading yeah. and sharing out of our heart. And, and we always ask for God's blessings of not just ask for blessings for what we're doing, but we're asking God to just bless you mm-hmm. with the words that he's giving us. Yeah, It's really that simple. Well, we do want to thank you for listening to Hope Anchors. The Apostle Paul, same author, wrote in Romans chapter 15, verse 4, for everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. And that is our purpose, to give you something to anchor your hope to. So please, folks, don't ever give up. Keep looking up and keep hope alive.